Man, it is just fun looking out and worshiping together and just seeing our, our whole body of believers together in one place. We'll talk a little bit more about this as we go along through our service, but today's a little bit different. It's a day of celebration. Um, many of you know, as soon as church is done, we're heading over to the park at the Cove. We're gonna have uh, some barbecue together, hang out. We're gonna see some people get baptized and celebrate together about that. And so um, we're just thrilled about what all is happening today. We also have a lot of different people represented in-house this morning. We've got everything from college students from Cleveland, people living in North Carolina. We've got um, friends from our home church in Franklin in the house this morning. Um, some dear friends that are um, planting in Mexico right now. We'll hear from them in a few minutes. So we kind of have just the greater body of Christ gathered together in this place and we're, we're excited. So here's what we're gonna do during this time. There's gonna be a little bit of a teaching on baptism and, and what it means and what it represents since we're doing that this afternoon. But mostly what we're gonna do is just spend some time um, talking about some things that have already happened this year, talking about some current things that are going on and then what's ahead towards the rest of this year. So it's kind of a checkpoint um, this morning and we're gonna just celebrate some things. So we wanna start with some storytelling and before we jump into this too much, I wanna just share something with you guys by way of reminder. At the beginning of the year, you know, we were at the point where we had lived in Knoxville for just about a year, we had been been starting to meet in the school in June of last year. And so we began to just think ahead about what this year might look like. And we talked about it being a year of refining, a year of deploying, getting some more people involved, and a year of growing. That that's what this year was gonna look like. And there were just some clear ways in my mind that we've already seen that take place. Um, one of the ways is this, and I wanna start by acknowledging three people. So would Amy and Sarah and Jesse please stand up? You can just stay where you are. I'm not going to make you come up front and share. Go ahead, stand up. Okay, we should clap. And you're going to even hear more about why we should clap. These three ladies for like basically the first year ran our kids' ministry. They ran it. They were the main ones almost every Sunday in there. Our daughters should probably stand up because they helped a ton. Emma, would you stand up? Emily. Ashley's in class right now. Oh, no, Ashley's back there. Ashley. Yeah, these guys ran our kids' ministry. We are so grateful for how hard you guys worked and how you pioneered something from scratch. It's also Jesse's birthday today. So we love you guys. We are grateful. Now, stay standing for a second. If you are currently serving in our kids' ministry, would you also stand up and join them, please? Come on, come on, don't be shy. Stand up, join them. Dira, that's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Sweet. All right, y'all can have a seat. There's about another twice as many people. Some are in there serving right now. A couple people are out of town this morning. It has been awesome to watch the way the body is, is stepping up and being a part of what's happening here. And we are grateful. We are thankful for the sacrifice you're making. I also want to acknowledge some other people. They're folks that get up really early on a Sunday morning. They could be sleeping in. They could go have a Sunday brunch and then come to church. Guess maybe they could hit the golf course or go fishing. There's a lot of other things they could be doing. But we have a whole team of people that come out early on Sunday mornings and, and turn a cafeteria into this. 
and turn a gym and a music room into a place that's welcoming and inviting for our kids. And so if you are part of serving on our team that does set up and tear down, would you guys stand up, please? Come on, come on, all of you, stand up, stand up. Yeah. Man, thank you guys. Thank you guys. We are thrilled for what you guys are doing. Now, that matters. That matters. Even, even the things that might seem small. Oh, I set some chairs up. I put up a curtain. No, we're creating a space where we can gather, worship Jesus, and love each other. And so every single part that you guys are playing matters. And it's really encouraging to be halfway into the year and see the way more and more uh, folks have stepped up. Um, I want to do one last thing. Christina, could you stand up, please? I just want to make sure everybody knows we are thrilled to have Christina. She, you can sit back down, you're pregnant. <laughs> um, we're excited for them, getting ready to have their first kids soon, her and her husband Grant there. We're thrilled to have them part of our body. We met them like as soon as we moved to Knoxville. I got an email from Grant, we had dinner, and these guys have been coming since day one. And Christina is now running our children's ministry. And we are thrilled to have her and really, really grateful. So thank you, Christina. So I, I want to just acknowledge some things that have already happened. Isn't that, isn't that cool to see? We're thrilled. Um, some other things I want to just highlight, a couple of things that we've done this year that were just kind of some fun moments along the way. And so we've got a couple pictures to go with this. Um, Easter morning, we got to go celebrate together down at the river and we had had kind of a sunrise service there at the river and then had a brunch together. And it was just a great morning celebrating, worshiping Jesus. Um, what a cool day. And many of you guys were there and a part of that. And, and we're thrilled that you got to be a part of that. And then our men and women got to go on some retreats together this, this year, kind of in the summertime. Um, I wish I could show you a picture of the men's retreat, but we were all pretty lame and just sort of like did the retreat and didn't take any pictures. Um, but the ladies did a great job taking a shot. And I think there may have been one or two other gals that were there as well. Um, but it's just been awesome watching the relationship building that is happening as we do things like this together. We invest in each other, we get poured into. And so that's been, been really sweet. And then finally, um, we took our first missions trip this summer. We went down to Josiah's house. Um, eight of us went down there and served. It was their five-year celebration. And so there's a little snapshot there of, of our team that went down there. And uh, I just want to acknowledge, too, there's a few people traveling today. Rob's in Israel. Um, Jurger's at the beach. <laughs> just calling him out. No, they're having a great time at the beach. We missed them this morning. And Tony right there wearing the Dalton State shirt, the gray shirt. Him and his wife right now are really faithfully serving at the Cove, getting things ready for you guys. They're getting the food going. So when y'all get there, would you just get love on them and give them a huge thank you for the work they're putting in? They did a lot of prep work this week and now they're there getting things ready. So we're grateful. For, so those are just some of the fun things that have been happening. And when we talk about things like Josiah's house, there, there are a few um, mission opportunities outside of Knoxville um, outside of the United States that our church supports and gets behind. One of them is Josiah's house in the Dominican Republic. We've talked about it in the past. You'll hear more about it in the future. Um, another one is a, a ministry that our friends are going to come share about in just a minute. But Brian and Rochelle Ray, their boys, Jesse and Levi, their twin boys, they went to Mexico around the same time that we moved to Knoxville. Um, they're dear friends from Franklin for years. Prior to being in Franklin for years, they were in Mexico serving 
Rochelle was born and raised there. And now they have moved back to help get a church going. So they're going to come and share a little bit about this ministry that we are helping to support. Would you guys make them feel welcome as they come up, Brian and Rochelle? Awesome. All right. Stage is yours, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> well, good, good morning. Um, it is so good to be here. It is amazing to be here with, with family. Uh, it's so cool looking out right now. This view is awesome. Just seeing what God is weaving together and what he's been doing over this last year. It's amazing. Um, but guys, this, this is my family. This is, this is Rochelle and my twin boys, Jesse and Levi. Uh, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about who we are and, and what we're doing. Um, as Jake was explaining, uh, I met Rochelle in 2003, 2003 uh, on a mission trip to Mexico. Um, shortly thereafter, uh, we fell in love. A three-month commitment ended up being a four-year commitment, a wife and twin boys out of that uh, in Mexico. And, and so, and also their, their birth brought us back to Franklin. Um, they, they were born really, really premature. They were born at 25 weeks. Uh, so these are two absolute miracles of, of the Lord right here. And many of you prayed for them and have watched them grow up. Um, so God moved us. We, we didn't understand what was going on, but God moved us back from Mexico to Franklin. Now, looking back, we totally know what he was doing and can see all the, all the things that he was weaving together, the relationships that he was... <laughs> it's amazing what God was doing behind the scenes and the people that are here in this room and, and that, that have just poured out their love and, and how God equipped us and was getting us ready for what he was calling us to, to go back there to Mexico. Um, so, first of all, thank all of you for what you have, you have enabled us to do, y'all support. I know a lot of y'all don't know us, we're meeting for the first time, I can't wait to hang out at the Cove today uh, and get to know you guys, but thank you for your support. Um, your prayer support, your financial support, it means so much and thank y'all. Um, but what we are doing uh, in, in Mexico is, my father-in-law has been down there faithfully serving the Lord for about 30 years. My, my wife grew up there with her family. Um, it is rural Mexico. It's in the state of Sonora. So it's about 10 hours south of, the, of Tucson, Arizona. Um, it's, it's a really rural place. Most of, most of the places we're going, we don't have a building yet. Um, most of the places we're going are in rural communities. Uh, Education is really low. There's it's high amount of poverty. Um, my father-in-law's heart, what God put on his heart for years, was go to where no one else is going. Go to the last, the least, and the lost, where no one else is going. And so all these places he's been going for these years, breaking through really hard ground. These people are unbelievably oppressed, unbelievably held back and and held down by religion by the by the Catholic Church. Um, it's it's unbelievable what God has done through him. God called us about a year and a half ago, you know, 15 years ago. God gave me a love for her whole life. She's had a love for these people in this particular area. It's something we couldn't shake. When God does that, when God gives you a love for a group of people or for, for, for a group of people, you can't shake it. And you, you can't, no matter how hard you try, you can't shake it. <laughs> God called us back about a year and a half ago. And so we, as we were preparing, it was, all right, God, what are you calling us to do? And it was these people that I have raised up, these believers, is to go and equip them and to raise them up and to raise up leaders. And so that's what we've been, been doing over this last year. Uh, Jimmy, there's the pipeline game. <laughs> 
we've been one one thing that we've really been focusing on is like I said, there's all these believers that have been there, and it's it's equipping them and, and drawing them together in the body. There's about 150 people, uh, roughly. Uh, adults that we're throughout the week going to their different communities and having most of them don't have transportation so we go to them um, but that's a, that's a that's where we are every Tuesday night that's in somebody's yard people show up with a horse and a buggy we bring a lot of some people in in our vans but we've been teaching them uh, the power of small group I know Jake's been telling me you guys are going, going through or getting ready to launch some small groups um, God has been working amazingly through that, raising up leaders, really binding them together. Uh, and that, that little game was a game Jimmy taught us a while ago. Um, but that's, that's what we're doing. Just about every night of the week, we live at Rancho Maranatha. If you, if you hear, heard, have heard of Rancho Maranatha, that's where we live. It's a ranch. It's been many things throughout the years. It's been an orphanage. It's been um, food for the hungry. It's been many things. But right now, it's a base where... There's five families of believers that live there, and every day of the week we're going out to a different community to do, do these outreaches. So um, that's just a little bit about who we are. We, we look forward to groups coming down. We, we look forward to that. And in Jesus' name, it'll happen. So great to get to see you guys. We'll be at the, at the thing this afternoon. I can't wait to meet all of y'all. But thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless y'all. Yeah, I would encourage you, if you've got time this afternoon, really pick their brain and, and hear more about what's happened down there. Really encouraging things. It, one of the things that's been fun catching up this weekend is hearing how, while there are things unique to our culture here and their culture there, there's a lot of things in common that the Lord's doing, and it's really encouraging to see in our midst. So thanks, Brian. Love you guys. All right, so um, looking ahead a little bit, Looking ahead a little bit, I wanna encourage you guys in some things that are coming up as we move forward the rest of this year. Um, Brian referenced this actually, so really great segue. Um, we had a couple of life groups going during the last year and then we took the summer off and we're about to relaunch those. So we have three life groups that are gonna be starting up in mid-September. Um, we believe that those are vitally important to our growth, to our growth. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage us in as we move forward is to continue the vision of what we set out at the beginning of the year. And so in the midst of deploying, that means we grow. And growth can and will mean numbers. It'll be more people coming to the Lord and finding a place here. But growth is not about adding people. Growth is about people growing and changing and in their walk with Jesus. He's inviting us into a relationship that's going to change our lives. And one of the key things that is life-changing for us is walking through life together. Jesus didn't live alone. He lived with a group of people. He had intimate relationships, like the three that were closest. He had a group of 12, and then that expanded out to like 70 and 120. And these big, huge gatherings were like 5,000 people would show up. But the core was right there, that core group of people. And so... My heart's desire is that every single person that calls Grace Chapel Knoxville home would be in a group, building community with one another, growing in their relationship with the Lord, digging into God's word together. And so we're gonna be talking about that more over the next couple of weeks, and then we'll have some opportunities soon for you all to plug into those groups. So that is something that is coming that we would encourage you to be a part of. Um, the second thing that I wanna encourage you with as, as we're here 
is we're, we're creating a home. We're in a home. This is a family. And we are all active members of that family. And so I want to encourage you guys, jump in and participate in creating this a home. Welcome people, love on people. It starts with relationship. And then find a place to plug in and be a part of what's happening. It could be jumping in with the kids, the setup crew. There's going to be more and more ways for you guys, though, even beyond the nuts and bolts serving, to step into the unique ways that God has shaped every single one of us. We have unique gifts and callings, and we want to encourage you guys to step into those. And so there's going to be more opportunities for that as we go forward. Um, I want to update you guys a little bit on our finances. You know, one of the things we've kind of been purposeful and intentional about as we've settled in here is we, we haven't spent a lot of time overemphasizing money. We're, we're not here trying to just get money from people. We're here to be a church, to be God's family. Um, but giving is a part of our worship. The Bible describes it that way. And so I just want to update you guys on some things related to finances. So um, we've run our numbers through June. So this doesn't include July and August, but through June, right at $55,000 has come in from people giving to the church so far, halfway through the year. Um, our percentages, we've been kind of keeping track of this because there's people in Franklin that are helping kind of support and get us going. About 30% of that has come from in-house and about 70% of that is people in Franklin that are giving. And so I just, I just wanna say to you guys, we're gonna operate with whatever the Lord provides. Our job is to be good stewards, to impact our community, but our heart's desire as a church body is to grow to a point where we are sustainable ourselves. It's, it's not just about us being okay here, it's about us fulfilling the vision of why we're here in Knoxville. And so we wanna be able to reach our community. We wanna be a generous people. Um, I wanna give more and more to Grace Chapel in Mexico. I wanna give more and more to Josiah's house. We wanna to give towards um, specific things happening right here in our own backyard, needs that are here. And so simply, I just wanna encourage you guys, if this is home for you, participate in giving. That should be a part of our, our church life together. If you're visiting, if you're checking out, I would go the other direction and say, don't give. We're not trying to talk people into doing something they're not supposed to do, but being an active church member, we worship with our giving. Um, we don't make a big scene about it. There's a box near the door when you come in and out. You can drop ties in there. We also have really easy ways for you to give online. You can go on our website and give online. You can do it manually every so often, or you can set up a recurring thing. So that stuff is available, but we're, we're called to give and participate in the body. And so I just want to encourage you guys in that. Um, and then finally, I want, to, I want to talk to you about flexibility. Flexibility. I heard this from my pastor for years. I think he got it from maybe Chuck Smith back in the day, but it's just a really simple phrase. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. <laughs> I think if Jesus gave us one more beatitude, that would be it. That would be it. But no, I just say that to say, um, we're not, we're, we're not about just finding our rut and our groove in the perfect little way that we like things. We are gonna be flexible and change and adjust. This room may shift a little bit and adjust. We may grow out of this room and move into another room. Um, one of the exciting things that, that kind of happened over the summer is as our kids ministry is growing, we went to three classes. And I'll, I'll never forget, basically, as soon as we were done mapping out on the whiteboard, the numbers and where the kids were going to fit, we looked at it and we went, okay, we got to start planning for a fourth class now. 
because these are basically full. And so we're gonna, we're gonna adjust and we're gonna be flexible. And so I just wanna encourage all of us to have that mentality of just being flexible and making room and making space for others and seeing how we can jump in together and participate. Does that make sense? Yep. Can we be flexible people? Yes. Yeah, amen, all right, good, awesome. Well, love you guys. Those are just a few things that are stirring. Um, I think I've hit everything. I kind of lost my place in my notes here a minute ago. Yeah, I think that was everything I wanted to cover. Uh, I guess I just want to emphasize this. It's something I want y'all to hear over and over again. When, when we jump in and participate in God's kingdom and church life, there's three simple ways to think about this. And, and you have these three resources. Every single one of us does. We have time, we have talent, we have treasure. We have time, talent, and treasure. How does God want to use those in my life to serve? Time is a precious commodity. I don't expect, in fact, I don't want somebody trying to do everything. The body benefits when we each do our part. We each do our part. I'm thrilled that we have two setup teams so people have off every other Sunday. I can't wait till it's three and then four where people are just serving once a month. And so when, when we step in and we bring our time, our talent and our treasure there's an overflow, there's more than enough. And there's nothing more fulfilling than doing what you're called to do and also letting somebody else do what they're called to do. I joke about this often, but it's a really good thing that I don't lead worship. Um, we'd have me in the room. I don't even think my family would stick around if I was leading worship. It'd be a disaster, it'd be a disaster. I love that Crystal and Alex come and use their gifts. They glorify God with their ability. They glorify him with their heart. They serve, and I love that, and we benefit from that. And, and that's one of the things I wanna see increase in our body. I can't wait to see different faces praying with people in our church. I can't wait to see more faces up here helping to lead worship. I can't wait to let somebody else stand right here and preach a message. My heart is that this church wouldn't be a church about Jake Spencer who preaches all the messages 52 weeks a year. We want people to step into their God-given callings. I want to send pastors out of this church. I want to send worship leaders out of this church. That's, that's our heart and that's our desire. So let's see how God might call us in this fall season um, to use our time, talent, and treasure to be a part of the body. It's making sense? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's take the last 10 or 15 minutes and I want to share a little bit with you guys about water baptism. So if there is a sermon this morning, I guess uh, this is it. Um, so let me pray one more time. Um, it just helps me move from admin thinking mode into let's get into God's word mode. So, so let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, thank you that you call us into a new, fresh life with you. Lord, thank you that you give us physical things that help engage our mind and our heart and our emotion. So Lord, we're grateful for this act of water baptism, what it means, what it signifies, what a pivotal moment in our lives that it is. Jesus, would you just come and give us some understanding and some clarity about this? Help us to know what water baptism is and what it isn't, um, to understand why we do it. And then Lord, that we would celebrate together when members of our body declare I belong to Jesus, and they do it publicly through water baptism. And so, Lord, come lead and teach us during this time. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so water baptism. We're going to look at this in, th in three parts. First of all, what it is and what it isn't. So let's start in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. 
There's going to be several verses. If you want to follow along in your Bible, you can absolutely do that. We'll put the scriptures on the screen as well. But in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, Peter writes and he says, Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Peter's saying, listen, there is a physical activity, but it's not that, that there's this magic in getting in the water and dirt gets washed off and now you're clean of your sins. It, it's a physical representation of something specific Jesus is doing in your life. You're saying, Jesus, cleanse my conscience. Make me clean. Make me new. And notice Paul references the resurrection. We don't stay under the water when we get baptized. We come back out a new person. And that's a reminder or a picture of the newness of life we have in Jesus. This is what Paul's talking about in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, when he writes and says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So baptism itself is a picture. The reason that we practice full immersion is because it gives this visual. I am, I am being buried with Christ. I'm dying to an old way of life. I am, I am acknowledging that I've connected my life with His. He died for me. And so now I can die to that old sinful way of living but I also come back up picturing the resurrection of Jesus that assures our eternal life in him. And it gives us new life right here, right now. And so when we come up out of the water, it's, it's that symbol of I'm stepping into a new life. Now, it's important to note that while baptism is something we are called to do, we are supposed to do, it is not the act of water baptism that saves you. Okay, it is a reflection of a decision you've already made in your heart and mind that you have given your life to Jesus. There's a lot of scripture to support this. I'm not going to do an entire teaching this morning on salvation, but I just want to unpack two verses for you in Romans and just make this clear for us. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Paul writes and he says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the, with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Here's what salvation is all about. It is a moment of acceptance and it's a lifetime of following Jesus. It's a moment of acceptance and it's a lifetime of following Jesus. Do not divorce those two things. We weren't called to just pray a prayer. We were called to give our lives to Jesus. He's Lord. I put my faith in him in the finished work of the cross. He has died and risen again. I, it's paid for. I put my faith in him. Then I use that faith to follow him the rest of my days, to walk out this life with him. He's, he's taken care of the issue. Notice Paul writes and he says, we are confessing that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord. That means he's in charge. I've given him my life. Now, I want to be clear, when we talk about salvation being in a moment and then lasting a lifetime of following Jesus, it's very easy to slip into a legalistic or works-based mentality. So, Jake, are you then saying the rest of my life, I'm working really hard to make sure I'm saved? No. The issue is settled. I belong to him. 
I, I struggle. I have ups and downs. I battle with sin. I have victories. I overcome. But the story of my life is that I'm following Jesus and belong to him. And I'm moving from victory to victory to victory in Jesus. Um, think of it this way. My new life with Jesus is not about earning. It's about enjoying. It's about enjoying. He freed me from sin that was destroying me and ripping me off. So he wants me to move more and more into a life where there's less and less sin and destruction so I can enjoy the life he's given me. I have eternal life in heaven that's meant to start right now. I can begin experiencing tastes and glimpse of what he has for me for all eternity by living in the abundant life Jesus has for me now. And so this is what's pictured even in baptism. I'm dead to the old man. I'm risen a new creation in Christ. That's the visual of water baptism. Are you guys tracking with me? Is this making sense? If you ever have any questions about this stuff, any confusion, like we are here to talk about this kind of thing. So come and, come and find me. If I'm not doing a good job explaining it, I, I want to better explain it to you. All right, so last, last verse kind of emphasizing what this is. In Colossians chapter 2, we're going to read verses 12 and then skip down to verses 16 and 17. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And then verse 16, Therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are shadows of the things to come. The substance belongs to Christ. There's a reason I'm reading that. There are things that we do that are outward biblical symbols. They're reminders. They're a picture of Jesus. Baptism is one of them. Communion is one of them. They are a picture and the substance is Jesus. He's my savior. He's saved me. He's rescuing me. And this is a reflection of what he's done. It's meant to glorify him. So that's, that's what water baptism is and isn't. So then why do we do it? Really simply, two reasons. Number one, we get water baptized as a matter of obedience of obedience. Jesus himself was baptized in the Gospels. His followers we see through the book of Acts, and it's even written about in some of the New Testament letters. They practiced water baptism. They baptized others that were following Jesus. And finally, we were told to be baptized. When Jesus declared the great commission to the disciples, both in Matthew 28 and here in Mark 16, this is what he said to them. Beginning in verse 16 or 15 of Mark chapter 16, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. There it is. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. There it is. We are, we are called to be baptized. When we put our faith in Jesus, it's a matter of obedience to then say, Jesus, I'm publicly declaring that I belong to you. So it's a matter of obedience and it's a matter of declaration. I am saying to the world, I belong to him. We could even say it's a matter of identification. I, I am Jesus's. I belong to him now. He's mine, I'm his. And so this picture is presented in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. 
See, we're identifying with each other in baptism too. We're saying, I belong to this community of believers. We're a part, we're a family. And so there, there's a reason when, when we baptize, we don't just like go to somebody's house, it's just me and them. We're gonna participate together as a church family. We're saying, hey, we're in this together. We're pulling for one another. We're a part of the same community of believers in Jesus. And so we're gonna do it publicly. We're gonna celebrate together. When we go do this this afternoon, we are gonna rejoice with people. Man, when people come out of the water, we are throwing a party because of the declaration they are making that I belong to Jesus and I'm following him. So that's what baptism is. That is why we do it. We're gonna practice this this afternoon. We'd be thrilled if as many of you as possible could come participate in that. I think we've got about five people being baptized this afternoon. Really, really excited about that. Um, I, wanna, I wanna just give one other note here about children, about children. Um, there are people who do things a little bit differently with baptism. The Catholic Church, for example, does a christening at a, at a young age. Um, I believe there's some biblical basis for bringing our kids and having them kind of dedicated to the Lord. People brought their children to Jesus and he prayed over them. And so we, what we believe is that water baptism, because it's a reflection of your faith in Jesus, we believe you do it once you can make your own personal decision to give your life to the Lord. We will baptize kids. Um, parents, we're gonna trust your instinct if they are old enough to understand the choice they're making. They've accepted Jesus as their savior. And we'd be thrilled to baptize kids. One of mine's getting baptized today. Um, also, while Alex and I would love to baptize folks, we're thrilled to have parents baptize their own kids. So there's not some magic of like the pastor has to do it. We can all kind of participate in this together. So what we do with small kids at our church, if, if you've got newborns and we have some in the house and some come in, if you would like to, we do dedicate kids. And so we have the parents come up as a church. We pray a blessing over the, the children, over the parents as they're gonna raise the kids. Whether you know it or not as a church family, when we're praying for them, you're committing to loving and supporting that family. You're also committing to giving that child um, uh, someone to, to recognize as a follower of Jesus. We're gonna give a clear picture to that kid of what it looks like to love Jesus well and to love each other well. So we have some level of responsibility in this. And so we dedicate and pray over young kids. And so if you guys ever wanna do that with your kids, let us know. We would be thrilled to do that. Uh, we'll most often do them during one of these services, our, our sacrament Sundays that we do once a month. All right. I know it's not typical, but it's all right to not be typical. Are there any questions? We covered a lot of ground. Don't be intimidated if you have a question. There's not a there's not a bad question. There's not a dumb question. I used to joke with the high school kids, there's no dumb questions, just dumb people. <laughs> but I don't actually mean that. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. All right. We good? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was easy. No questions. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray in just a minute. Normally, we would tell you guys, hang out talk to each other, have some fun fellowshipping, and then in like 20 minutes, we'll tear everything down. We still want you to do that. We just want you to go to the park to do that this morning. So um, here's what's happening at the park. If you already know about this, you're in, that's great. There, there is, if you do not know about this, you are still invited. We've got burgers, dogs, and wings that are probably on the grill right about now getting hot. 
Um, there's drinks there. We've asked some folks to bring some sides and desserts. There are plenty to share. So if you are not planning, it's okay. You can still come and participate. But we're gonna go over to the Cove. We're gonna, there's a big pavilion at the park there. We've rented out. You can just go to that pavilion. We'll start eating soon. And then after some time of fellowship and eating, maybe around 1.30 or 2 o'clock when that's kind of wrapping up, we'll stop and we'll, we'll do baptisms together and celebrate that. So that's what we're up to. If you are a part of this, the Teardown crew, I'm going to pray and then let's go ahead and, and get on it so we can get over to the park. Everybody else, you can grab your kids out of class if they're checked into class and we'd love to see you over there. All right? Awesome. Let's pray and then let's have a great afternoon celebrating. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day. God, we thank you for the lives that um, have committed themselves to you and they're taking a stand today to get baptized. God, we're thrilled to participate in that as a church body. We can't wait to celebrate together. Lord, thank you for the things you're doing here in our midst. Um, Lord, I'm even grateful of the visual picture that we have in this room this morning of the different parts of your body from all over the place. And Lord, we are, we are recognizing that Grace Chapel Knoxville is a part of the larger church family of what you're doing in this town. And God, we wanna be a part of that family. We wanna be united with other church bodies here in the city. Um, God, we wanna stand together honoring you, reaching the lost, encouraging the disenfranchised, having a home for those looking for a church home. God, we wanna be a part of that. And we wanna fulfill our particular mission here. And so Lord, help us to see how we can step into this body together, building relationship with each other, growing in our walk with you, reaching out to folks who need you. And Lord, help us see how we can participate with our time, talent, and treasure. God, we love you. We give our lives to you. We commit ourselves one more time to say in Jesus, thank you, you're our savior. And we declare that you're our Lord, you're king of our lives. We love you. We worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Amen.